Hey, welcome to uh, season one, episode number two of the Rule Pastor podcast. I am Brad Horton, and I pastor Mount Carmel Baptist Church in Temple, Georgia, uh, bivocationally. I work full time at at UPS. Um, this is the uh, second episode of our first season on the Real Pastor Podcast, and in today's episode, which we will probably divide into two different episodes, because I really want to limit the length of these episodes to around twenty to thirty minutes. Um, that's sort of the uh, actually the intention span is a little bit less than that, but I'm hoping that uh, the content of scripture is enough to keep folks interested uh, in what the scripture has to say about particular uh, subjects and matters and of those things that affect us as believers living in this world, knowing that this world is just a, a, a stranger who live here is who we are. And we know that our hope is not here, but it is in heaven with God. And that's what our hope is. And so no matter what happens here, and no matter what we endure here, we know that our hope is in Christ. And that, that's the that's at the the end of the day that's the the foundational truth that we can't um, that we can rely on and hope in but anyway uh in in this episode uh i I want to address the current uh issues that are facing um churches in some parts of the country, not necessarily in my state of which I reside in now Georgia. Um, which we're not seeing the restrictions that some government officials are putting on um, churches and not other groups. So there is there there is clearly over the past few months uh, been some restrictions on certain uh, churches and not restrictions on other things by government officials in uh, particular states in within the United States. And uh, I want to I want to address uh, at least look at unpack what the Bible says about being obedient to those who have rule and govern over you. Uh, and then uh, when those Restrictions become a violation of Scripture. What to do? And we've seen that. And the first thing is you study the Scripture and you read the Word of God, you find that it is not uncommon in the Bible to see where Christians have been persecuted for their faith. And it often comes at the hands of religious leaders uh, and secular governments as well. They despise what the Bible teaches. And so it's not uncommon. We shouldn't 
be surprised at all when these things begin to happen. It's not, um, I mean, it's just not something that should shock us. You read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, and the scripture says that all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. There are uh, a number of groups, um, ministries, that focus on the persecution of believers throughout the world. And certainly here in America, um, the persecution is nothing compared to places where Christians meet in China, North Korea, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, um, other places like that. So it's, it's, it's not uncommon in other parts of the world in America. Um, the persecution of the church has um, almost been non-existent. Um, maybe some mocking and uh, laughing and so forth at your convictions and standards, but overall, um, it hasn't really existed. So that's at least. Let me address and let's walk through the two th- the two parts of scripture I want to look at, and I want to give you a, a personal how we responded in March uh, here at our church in compliance with uh, some of the requests of the government officials and leaders in our nation. Um, so I want to read Romans 13 uh, for you, and then I'll make a few um, comments on how we responded. Um, Romans 13, verse 1 through verse number 7. It says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So whether or not they are Christian or not, God appoints them. Um, therefore, verse 2, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is a God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake, for being of this, for being of the, for because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers, attending continually to the very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, fear and honor to whom honor. <clears throat> so there are um, one primary, actually two thoughts that come uh, from this text I want to Unpack. The first is uh, clearly that everybody who's in the position of authority, elected by the people uh, through a free elections that we have in this country, uh, state, local, federal, the highest office in the land, they are appointed by God. And God designed this in His infinite wisdom and sovereign work 
that man would be governed uh, by laws to restrain evil. For verse 3 says, for rulers are not a terror to good works. In other words, if, if, if there's a law that says you have to drive 55 or 70 on the highway, then you really shouldn't fear it if you obey it. it. It's when you disobey that is when you should fear the fact that you may get a citation. And of course that goes for every other aspect of the laws created. Now I know that some laws we disagree with. I mean, I think we pay too much tax. Um, I think there are a lot of laws that are not beneficial for free market capitalism. And I think there are laws that are that are hindering the the businesses of small businesses, but but that's uh, you know that's that's just some things we disagree with, and they're not persecutory towards the church. Um, and and God put men in positions of authority to make laws and, and to administer uh, you know judgment for breaking those laws. For verse 4 says, But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. So obviously, if you commit crimes, then you are going to uh, be punished according to the laws. And, and the scripture says that we are to be subject to that. So we obey it. So, for example, in March... When the pandemic um, began to unfold, really, uh, you know, moving out of all conspiracy theories out of it, but the fact is, is it's a real thing, and it and and it is killing a people, and people are getting it. The survival rate is exceptionally great, but nonetheless, we didn't know. As a, as a people, as a nation, really, the uh, extent of it. So there were things that were put into place in March uh, in our state uh, about limited gatherings of 10, 2,500. I think it changed several different times. People who had wedding plans couldn't have weddings. Funerals were done via Facebook Live with just the family there. It was a, it's a very difficult time. Um, it, people in hospitals couldn't have people come and visit them. I mean, it was, so we as a as, as church and as leaders, we, we sat down and we, we had to make a decision. I said, look, um, the state isn't saying to just churches only. Do not meet together. So the state wasn't saying that churches couldn't meet together and everybody else could. They were generally asking, so as a matter of of obedience and for conscience sake, we um, were able to do, you know, Facebook live videos and other videos um, to meet and we did Zoom class, all that stuff. Um, but there certainly was a, a, a great void in our lives as Christians of not being able to meet together. And so we, we obeyed that out of conscience sake for the health of others and ourselves, of course. 
So when um, those restrictions were lifted in April, late April here in Georgia, we met outside in the parking lot for a week or about three weeks. And um, the Lord has allowed us to have a gym many, many years ago. And we've set that gym up with a stage and chairs spread way out. And we've been meeting there inside uh, just on Sunday mornings and um, for the past since around uh, the first of June. So, so the point being is that we still take precautions. We still have uh, sanitizers and all that. We, we're doing everything we can uh, to prevent the spread of the disease, but we um, are, are not told not to meet. Uh, so, so we're doing that. Uh, this, this is, we're just trying to be conscious of, of, of the health of others and yet at the same time meet together. Now, the state of Georgia and, and, and our officials have not restricted certain things. Maybe I think I, I may, there, there may be some others that they have uh, uh, limited, but I'm not aware of it as far as uh, certain restrictions of weddings or funerals. I haven't had to deal with that lately during this time. So the the point of Romans 13 is that the state did not say to us, you cannot meet. Now here's the here's the flip side of that. Acts chapter five. You got your Bibles. Um, just turn to Acts chapter five. Here, here's the here's the other side of that. In Acts chapter five, beginning in verse number twenty two, the apostles are on trial again. Um, here's what the text says. But when the officers came and did not find them in prison, they returned and reported, saying. Indeed, we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now, when the high priest, the captain of the temple, and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, saying, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. So what were they doing? They were standing in the temple and they were teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, authorities, leaders, and the high priest asked them, saying, did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. So the leaders, the authorities, specifically targeted Peter and those teaching in the temple and said, we told you not to teach in this name. But Peter said the other apostles, Peter and the other apostles, verse 29, answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. So there comes a point when an authority, and this is this is common in other countries, 
But there comes a point when the authorities say, we do not want you teaching Christ or the Bible and we're going to punish you for that. Don't do it. Read in, in Daniel. This is a, a great story. I uh, read through this again um, and, and using part of it in, in one of my sermons as an example. You know, Daniel uh, said he wasn't going to bow. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they all said they would not bow. In fact, they said, look, it, it, we're not going to do it and if God saves us so be it if he doesn't we're still free and we've still won so that raises the question now what happens in, in is happening in some states for example in Nevada the officials have limited churches to 50 people 50 people churches not Home Depot, not Walmart, not shopping centers, uh, none of those. But they've limited churches, not casinos. They limited churches to 50 people. And they've limited casinos to 50% capacity. So a casino can, uh, you know, if their capacity is 5,000, they can have 2,500 people in there. Meanwhile, a church uh, in Nevada that has... Uh, let's say a, a thousand people can't have 500 that they can only have 50. So I went to the Supreme court and the Supreme court said, no, Nevada can do that. which is very shocking and disturbing. If, um, you see what's unfolding here. So the, the state of Nevada specifically said that, <laughs> One man suggested that the church just put slot machines in the in the church, and that way they got fifty percent. And it's sort of a satire joke, but that's about the sensibility of it. Now in California, it's even worse. That governor there has a history of anti-Christian behavior, especially when it was mayor of San Francisco, and um, he is just closing churches down. Uh, and and in fact, he passed a. A, a law or an order, not really a law, an order that even if they gathered in homes to worship, they they couldn't do that. Uh, they couldn't meet for Bible study. Uh, and he said, look, you can have church too at one point, but you can't sing. And then he has specifically closed down churches now and said, no churches, you, you can't worship. But yet uh, he has not limited the gathering of, of protesting and rioting and other things going on. So there's there's a clear difference. That's not a political statement, that's just the facts. So there is a there's a different there's a there's something there. And Grace Community Church, pastor by Dr. John MacArthur, has said, no, we're not gonna do it. They have, of course, threatened to shut off his power, threatened with jail time. Now is a big legal lawsuit and all this going on. Uh, they met in defiance of that order. Um, and there's been pros and cons to that. People said, well, y'all didn't social distance and you didn't do this, you didn't do that. I mean, there's always going to be that sort of uh, thing happening and somebody's critical of whatever. But the point is, is that the state said, and this may happen in other areas, this is just one I'm familiar with, but the state said, you're not, op you're not opening, <clears throat> but we're not going to close down Home Depot, Walmart, or any other things at least to the best of my knowledge.
So uh, there, there was, there, there's going to come a time, and, and as, as a church, now I have no issue at all, by conscience sake, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm being obedient when the government says as a whole, hey, you know, let's, let's do our best to prevent the spread of disease and sickness. And the church should, should agree to that and should obey that. But when it comes to specifically targeting churches and saying you can't gather, but then they show partiality to others and allow them during this current crisis, you know, that's clearly uh, prejudiced uh, towards believers. Um, so that's that's just you know where I'm at right now. Uh, I, I would agree with the leaders at the church in California that they have stood up against this um, overbearing and tyrannical type leader who is saying you cannot stay open. I want to read you just a couple of things quickly uh, as a statement put out uh, by this. Uh, church in California, Grace Community uh, Church, pastor by Dr. John MacArthur. Uh, when one, in quote, when any one of the three institutions exceeds the bounds of its jurisdiction, is the duty of the other institution to curtail that overreach. Therefore, when any government official issues orders, Regulating worship, such as bans on singing, caps on attendance, and prohibitions against gathering, he steps outside the legitimate bounds of his authority, uh, as God-ordained authority as a civil official and to himself that God expressly grants only to the Lord Jesus Christ as sovereign over his kingdom, which is the church. Now, let me back up here and just give you the context to that. Um, there were three authorities, really institutions anyway, that have been established within human society, the family, the state, and the church. And each institution has a sphere of authority with its jurisdictional limits. In other words, a father's authority is limited to his own family. A church's authority or church's leader's authority, which is delegated to them by Christ, is limited to the church matters. And government is specifically tasked with the oversight and protection of civil peace and the well-being within the boundaries of a nation or community. God has not granted civil rulers authority over doctrine, practice, or polity of the church. So, and I know I may have read those out of order, but so you, you have those bounds, and when you have uh, one exceeding the other, then you have a real, uh, real problem that arises, and this is what has happened in California. That the state has said, we are not going to, uh, or the state has said, you're not going to meet, and the leaders of the church have said, you know, hey, we're going to meet. In fact, they obeyed, and, and they were very gracious to obey for, for months. They did live Facebook services and, and streamed them out uh, live, which we did. And, and now they've just kind of gone way beyond that. Now, so there's, there's really two responses 
that we have as believers, um, and, and I can, I'm afraid that the American church today, as we know it, um, it is completely unprepared um, to stand boldly for Christ. Um, it's something I've really thought much about these past few months. You know, there may come a time even, and it may come sooner than we think, even in our lifetime where a government and state leaders, depending on who's elected, will limit the practice of churches and what they say and what they can do. This is something that we have to be prepared for. It's a very real possibility that is coming to this nation and to this country. And so some have argued, well, if you obeyed the, you know, during the pandemic, there were some that, that still met and refused to not meet. You know, and I, and I would say that um, I would disagree with that because at that time we didn't know the limits or the extent of the pandemic and the sickness. You know, now we've got data and now we've got science that is helping us make decisions better. But now you see an Acts 5 situation unfolding where state officials are dictating if whether you can sing or not. Not here in this state, but in some. So there's going to be two responses. I think every Christian ought to face and every pastor ought to prepare his church for. He ought to prepare his believers for that are there. Uh, that he is shepherding. That we have to obey God rather than man. But at the same time, we're going to be submissive, submissive and gracious to leaders when um, the laws dictate certain things. But when leaders begin to say, you can't sing and you can't gather, but you let other institutions and other groups gather, then there is clear prejudice towards one and not the other. So anyway, that's, uh, that's my uh, thoughts from the scripture on how the church now should respond. And I hope that it has helped in some way as you, as a pastor or as a leader, you're navigating through this. And I pray that the Lord will, will help you in doing that uh, for the glory of God. Uh, Blessings to you all. Again, you can uh, visit our website, mcbaptistchurch.net, mcbaptistchurch.net, um, and you can contact uh, me through there. You can go to the contact page, we email, um, and so forth, um, and, and get in touch with us if you need to, if you like to, get questions, or you just want to uh, talk, that'd be great. Uh, nonetheless, I'm praying for all my uh, brothers uh, who are pastoring out there and leading, and I pray for you all during this time. God bless.